0: Chapter 21 of Coppertop. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Coppertop by Harold Gaze. Chapter 21 Coppertop and the Old Mother Bird. No, you can't. You can't have another worm, said a strange voice. Looking up, or down coppertop wasn't quite sure which she found to her amazement that she was no longer hanging by one leg to the palm tree but was sitting in a large nest made of sticks and clay and surrounded by a nestful of very ugly chicks all beaks and eyes but what surprised her most was the hideous old mother bird very like mrs grudge perched above them with a long wriggling worm in her beak oh goodness gracious she exclaimed I do hope I haven't been eating worms. And however did I get here? And what am I? What are you? Croaked the old mother bird. A chick, like the rest, of course. Only you've the largest mouth of all, and a rampageous appetite for worms. Yes, admitted Coppertop sorrowfully. I have got a large mouth, and little piggy eyes, and. And the only thing nice about me is my hair. Hair, shrieked the old mother bird. Hair? Feathers, you mean. Hair, indeed. As though any chick of mine ever had hair. But am I a chick of yours? cried Coppertop, feeling that some terrible change must have taken place. I suppose so, replied the old bird. But I never could count. "'And am I... am I like the other chicks?' "'Like as to Rice,' replied the old mother bird, "'as she dropped a worm into one of the ever-open beaks. "'This was all such terrible and confusing news to the poor child "'that her brain failed to grasp it at once. "'And what kind of bird are you?' she asked, "'for she had never seen one like it before. "'An unkind if you ask any more foolish questions!' Snapped the old mother bird. Just as if you didn't know that we are all scarecrows, she added. Oh, I know I'm a plain little thing, said Coppertop tearfully. But I never thought I was a scarecrow before. Neither you are before. This is after. After what? cried Coppertop, feeling sure that she must be going mad. After tomorrow, of course, replied the old mother bird with surprised eyebrows. Oh, dear, cried the poor, bewildered child. What's after tomorrow? The day, stupid. Haven't you heard the old saying, the day after tomorrow? The day is always after tomorrow, but he never catches it. Well, I'm after a December date, and I never catch that, sighed Copper Top. "'Hush!' suddenly cried the old mother bird. "'There goes the Mikado!' "'The Mikado!' exclaimed Copper Top. "'Why, he lives in Japan!' "'Well, isn't this Japan, stupid?' snapped the old mother bird. "'Is it?' "'I thought it was India,' said Copper Top warily. "'Nothing seems to be right. "'I've got feathers instead of hair, and I eat worms.' "'I don't believe I'm me at all. "'I must be someone else, but if I'm not me, who am I?' "'Be quiet,' said the old mother bird sternly. "'If the Mikado hears you, he'll order us to jump into the river, like poor Tom Tit.' "'But how?' persisted Copper Top. "'I'll explain it all,' cried the voice of kindly Mr. Adam. "'Take my advice, my dear.' and don't argue with the old bird. When you see a chance, he continued, jump out of the nest and fly to the ancient Japanese lantern over there. Then are we really in Japan? whispered the child. Yes, replied Mr. Adam. The old mother bird found you hanging from the palm tree in India, and thinking that you were one of her precious chicks, she flew with you here to Japan. Now you know all about it. Ta-ta. And he was gone. Coppertop lost no time in doing as Mr. Adam had told her. Just as soon as the old scarecrow's back was turned, she scrambled from the nest and jumped. As she flew down to the lantern, she saw that she was really and truly in Japan. How beautiful it was, to be sure! It seemed to be a land of color and sunshine. Flowers grew in profusion, and here and there... Quaint little Japanese houses peeped up like golden and red-haired children playing at hide-and-seek amongst the blossom of the plum trees, and in the distance she caught a glimpse of snow-capped Fujiyama, the sacred mountain of Japan. Upon reaching the lantern, which was made of stone, and very old and large, Copper Top clambered inside and sat down to have a deep, deep think, for she had much to think about and to consider. The more she pondered, "'the more sad she became, "'for it seemed to her that all her plans had gone astray, "'and that she was no nearer finding the precious December day "'for which she had now searched the wide world over. "'The south wind had helped her, but little. "'The west wind she had missed. "'The east wind was enraged with them. "'Now there was only the north wind left, "'and she was not at all certain where she could find him. "'I'm simply too miserable for words!' sighed the poor child. "'Whatever can I do all alone, without Tibbs or Kiddiwee or even Miss Smiler to help me? "'Wherever are they?' she cried aloud. "'I do love them so, and perhaps I shall never see them again!' And the tears rolled down her cheeks at the very thought. End of Chapter 21